Well, today we have um, we continue and we conclude our sermon series called Questions. And what we've been doing is we've been looking at questions that God and Jesus ask people in Scripture. And we've been looking at their responses to those questions. And then I've been inviting those of us here uh, each Sunday to consider how we might respond to those same questions uh, in our lives today. We've been alternating between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and so we end today in the New Testament in John's Gospel, chapter 20, verses 11 through 16. And this is the first time that I have ever preached a resurrection text from the Gospels that wasn't on Easter Sunday. Boy, aren't you in for a treat. The people that only come on Easter have only heard me preach from resurrection (laughs) stories from the gospel. So maybe on Easter I'll preach about crucifixion. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. But uh, we're in John's gospel, the 20th chapter, verses 11 through 16. Now before the scripture that you heard read this morning, Mary Magdalene has come back to the garden where Jesus has been buried. You might remember that Jesus died late in the afternoon on a Friday. And you might also remember that there were Sabbath laws that uh, prohibited you from touching a dead body once the Sabbath began at sunset on Friday. And so after Jesus died, there was simply not enough time for them to give him a proper burial and for him to put him in the tomb. So they just put him in the tomb. And then After the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene is now coming back to the garden, back to the tomb, where she wants to give her Lord and her friend the proper burial that he deserves. She is planning on anointing his body with oil and with spices. But when she gets to the garden that morning, she notices that the stone that had been rolled in front of the entrance to Jesus' tomb had been rolled away. And so she immediately runs back and she tells the disciples what she's seen. Now, I don't know if Peter and John just didn't believe her or if they just needed to see it for themselves, but the Scripture says that Peter and John rushed back to the garden, back to the place where Jesus was buried, and they see the tomb that is open, and they look inside the tomb, and there they see the linens that Jesus' body had been wrapped in. And then it says that they believed, but then they went home. Uh, But Mary doesn't go home. In fact, Mary, as you heard in our scripture lesson this morning, stands outside the tomb and she's weeping. It's interesting to note that John is the only of the four gospel writers who says that Mary was standing outside of the tomb weeping on that first Easter morning. It's as if John wants us to be reminded of something that Jesus had previously told His disciples, the people who were following Him, Mary being one of them. Uh, Back in John chapter 16, Jesus said, You will weep, and you will mourn, but the world will rejoice. And even though you experience pain and sorrow for a season, that pain will give way to joy. 
and the joy that you will have when your pain gives way to joy can never be taken from you by anyone or anything. And so here is Mary sitting outside the tomb and she is weeping and she is consumed in her pain and in her sorrow and in her grief. And she is unable to see anything else. Then we're told that Mary bends over and she looks into the tomb. And when she looks into the tomb, she sees something that John and Peter did not see when they looked into the tomb. She sees two angels, one where Jesus' head had been, one where Jesus' feet had been, and they are dressed in white. And those two angels ask Mary, why are you weeping? Now, isn't that a ridiculous question? Why am I weeping? Well, I'm weeping because I'm in a cemetery. I'm weeping because my Lord and my friend was brutally executed right before my very eyes. I'm weeping because we didn't even have time to give him a proper burial because we had to get him into the tomb before the Sabbath began at sunset. I'm weeping because I've gotten up early this morning to come and to give my Lord and my friend a proper burial after the Sabbath is over and his body is not here. Are you serious? You're asking me why am I weeping? And yet, as strange and ridiculous as the question sounds, there is a valid reason for the question if you consider who asked the question. The two angels asked the question. And you see, the angels know something that Mary, if she knew it, has forgotten it. They know that if you knew what was really happening in this moment, you wouldn't be crying. You would be rejoicing. They ask this question of Mary because they are inviting Mary to see the bigger picture. But Mary, in this moment, is not able to see the bigger picture. All she does is just answer their literal question literally. And she says, someone has taken the body of my Lord and I don't know where they have put it. She is not able in the midst of her sorrow and her grief to imagine that there is any other possible explanation for why Jesus' body is not in that grave than somebody must have come and taken the body. And then it says she turns around. Now, we're not told why she turns around, but I'm guessing she turned around maybe because she heard somebody or something moving behind her. Uh, Maybe she turned around because she thought, it's early in the morning, and and whoever came and got this body wouldn't have done it over the Sabbath because that would have been a violation of the Sabbath. And and so uh, maybe maybe Jesus' body is still here in in the garden. Maybe the people who are taking Jesus' body are still here in the garden. And so she turns around, I suspect, looking for the dead body of Jesus that might still be somewhere in that garden. And what she finds is Jesus very much alive. I suspect that it was 
She was unable to see Jesus for who He really was because of something that is true for all of us. You know, when you're really looking for something, you're going to find it. If you're really looking um, for, uh, to be happy, uh, then you're not going to focus on the things that make you sad. And if you're really looking to be sad, you might completely ignore the things that really make you happy. Mary turned around and she's thinking that uh, her body of her Lord, is He's dead, and the only hope that she might have is that that body is still somewhere in the tomb. But when she turns around, she sees Jesus, but she doesn't know who Jesus is. And so Jesus asked her the same question that the angels asked her, why are you weeping? And then Jesus asked another question, whom are you looking for? Well, we're told that Mary thinks it's a gardener. I mean, Let's just face it, it's much more likely if you're in a cemetery and you turn around and you see somebody that it's the landscaper, that it's the gardener, that it's the caretaker of the cemetery than it is somebody that you had seen die with your own two eyes now standing before you very much alive. And so she says to him, Sir, if you have taken the body of my Lord, please tell me where it is so that I may go get him. And then don't miss this, because it's really easy to miss in the text. Mary turns back around. She turns back around. It's as if she's focused more on her sorrow and her sadness than she is anything else. She is unable to see her Savior because she's so consumed with her sorrow. And then Jesus calls her by name. The voice of the Good Shepherd. That's how Jesus described Himself. I am the Good Shepherd, and I know the name of My sheep, and when I call their name, they will recognize My voice. She remembered in that moment those words. She knew that it was her Lord. She remembered what He had said, that if He left her and and His disciples, that He would come back for them. She remembered what He said, that your grief, your sorrow, your sadness, your pain will turn into joy. A joy that then can never be taken away from you. So why did Jesus ask those two questions? I suspect that Jesus asked her why she was crying is because Jesus knows how important it is for us to examine our pain. That Jesus knows how very important it is for us to give words um, for our sorrow. Jesus wasn't critiquing her or condemning her for crying. He had cried at the death of his good friend Lazarus himself. He just realized that when you're sad, crying can be therapeutic. And when you're asked, why are you crying? It allows you to put into words the sorrow and the sadness and the grief that you are experiencing. 
And why did Jesus ask her the second question? Whom are you looking for? It's the last question that Jesus asked in the Gospels, but did you know that it's also the first question that Jesus asked in the Gospels? When Jesus was recruiting His disciples, the people that He wanted to follow Him in ministry and in life and in faith, um, He asked those early people that He was encouraging to follow Him, Whom are you looking for? And do you know how they responded to that question in John chapter 1? They responded by saying, We're looking for a Rabboni, a teacher. And Jesus responded to their words by saying, follow me. The last question that Jesus asks a disciple in the Gospels is, whom are you looking for? And how does Mary respond? Rabbi, Rabboni, teacher. It's as if Jesus is reminding her, I know you've been sad. I know you've been consumed with sorrow and grief. I know it's hard for you to wrap your mind around what has just happened and what's going to happen. But in the midst of all of your questions, in the midst of all of your uncertainty, keep following me. Keep following me. So what does this question have to do with us today? Well, it's All Saints Day. It's a day when we remember the saints of every time and every place who have died. But it's a day when we remember especially and particularly the nine saints of our church who have passed away in the last year. And I suspect that for the families of those nine saints, that their grief and their sorrow is still very real and it's still very raw. And for many of them this morning, they may come weeping, crying, sad. And what I think Jesus wants you all to know today is that it's okay to cry. That it is okay to express your feelings. And Jesus asked, why are you crying? So that we can give voice to what it is that is going on inside us that has us sorrowful and sorrow-filled. And Jesus is inviting you to give voice to that sorrow today. And why did He ask, whom are you looking for? Because He wants you to know that in the midst of your grief and in the midst of your pain, He's very much with you. Very much alive. You may not recognize His voice, You may not be able to see the Savior because all you can see right now is your sadness and your sorrow. But Jesus comes to you and says, I love you. And I want you to remember the promise that though you are sad and grieving and experiencing pain right now, there will come a day 
when you will experience joy. And nothing will be able to take that away from you. Because where I go, I prepare a place for you. So that I can come and take you unto myself. So that where I am, you also shall be. Because I live, even though we die, yet shall we live. Thanks be to God.